We will hit the air at 645 from Philadelphia on Bulls Unlimited 2. Again, roadmap. Whenever there are two games going on at once, you can hear the men on Bulls Unlimited, the women on Bulls Unlimited 2. In fact, this Sunday, looking forward to four straight days of softball on the channel beginning Thursday, the women will be on Bulls Unlimited, and the softball game will be on Bulls Unlimited 2. Just looking forward to this weekend. That is going to be a wild scene. We've got a Sunday afternoon where it's the war on I-4 in women's basketball. That's a 2 o'clock game. The Florida Gators will be playing the softball team. There will be a lot of fans wearing orange and blue. They just travel. That's what they do. That's Sunday. Uh, The table setter is Saturday. We're going to have two top 15 teams playing. And frankly, I'm going to try and get in as much visually as I can before heading on over to softball because at 1.30, the men's tennis team is playing Texas A&M. There needs to be a great crowd for that because Texas A&M is used to big-time environments and the Bulls can finally have crowds this year and just file that away if you like tennis at all and even if you're just a mild fan of tennis and we'll preview that for you on Friday's show but my goodness that's a big deal and then oh yeah Saturday at 3:30, the 13th ranked Michigan Wolverines are the opponent for the softball team so oh my goodness there's a lot happening again softball starts tomorrow 5:30. the women take on Illinois State Friday at 3 they play Kansas City yep We'll have that for you Saturday at 3.30 against Michigan. We'll have all three of those games on Bulls Unlimited. And then Sunday at noon is the game against the Gators, and Jay Retch will be on the microphone for that one, by the way. So a lot to get to. Yeah, the Warren I-4 will have a extra special battle for first place vibe to it if the Bulls can first win tonight at Temple. And oh, by the way, tonight we'll also be keeping an eye on the UCF-Houston game. Right now, the Knights have a one-and-a-half game lead because of the Bulls lost to Tulane over the weekend and UCF had a struggle with Houston the first time those teams played UCF is at Houston tonight so yeah go Cougars because the Bulls technically need some help now to finish in first place and of course they'll have to beat UCF for sure on Sunday but first things first get to Temple which is a team sitting right behind the Bulls at six and three SMU is also in the mix and Tulane is technically not out of it thanks to that win against the Bulls sitting on five and four in the league but the reason that the Owls are not seven and two is they lost a meeting on January the 22nd here are a few highlights it's going to give you an idea of how close this one's going to be I have a feeling we're in for another battle between these two teams over to Chinecki Davis she gets right by her lane opens up and she scores Elena Chinecki gets it done 55 51 Chinecki again taking over in this clutch situation. Hard to believe he only had two points in the first half. She couldn't get loose. She's getting loose now as we near the two minute mark. 55 51 lead. Feels like a big lead. How tight this game has been. First free throws up. Rims out. So, Temple doesn't have to try a three. 59 57. So, you're not quite as nervous about Temple maybe taking the lead here. Bermejo's all in Mia's face. 10 on the game. Now Davis drives on Bermejo, scores. 7.8 seconds left. Bulls will call timeout. Chinecki with Davis getting in her way, and she scores right over Mia Davis. Boy, Harvey started the break, and the Bulls take the lead. 62 to 61. Chinecki now with 17 points. That one rims out. The Bulls get a miss on the other side, and we are tied with 3.09 to go in it. That's a good looking free throw when she knocks it down. Bulls back on top, 63 to 62. Chinecki makes them both. Boy, it had been a while. I can't remember the last time the Bulls went two for two at the free throw line, but we'll take it. And a two-point lead as we near the three-minute mark here in the overtime. Chinecki now with 19 points. Dulce with 14, but on four fouls. And, oh, almost committed a fifth away from the ball. Knocks the ball away. 
Hey, Pinzon gets a steal. In the OT, Pinzon wants to get it to Dulce. Good entry pass, but remember Williamson, tough defense. Spins on her, tough shot, and good! Straight in from the right side. Dulce Frank and Mangiotti wanted that ball, and the Bulls lead it 66-62. Try and go inside to Davis. Chinecki gets a hand on it, two on her, and she travels, absolutely! You gotta call that one. That took forever. With four on the shot clock, 135 on the game. Bulls look to add to a four-point lead. This would be huge. Pins on to Harvey, to the basket and in! Cindy Harvey's first make from the floor. Pins on with her ninth assist, and the Bulls lead it. 68-62, their biggest lead since late in the third. Now Temple might have to start shooting threes. Maya wants to pull, but she's not in rhythm. Gordine thinks about it, but Chinecki forces her to drive. That's a good pass, and a charge! Cindy Harvey calls the charge! Bulls would salt it away at the free throw line, but as you heard, Mia Davis scored late in regulation, and she just keeps on scoring. She's a guarantee for double figures, and probably a guarantee for most outstanding player in the league this year. She's averaging 19 points, and she just recently took the Temple all-time mark as far as overall points go. So the Bulls have to concern themselves with her. The other day against East Carolina was a wild one for Temple where they almost blew a 17-point lead but lost in that harrowing ending, if you didn't hear, around the American, basically. Tanaya Thompson took over the game for East Carolina, put the Pirates on her shoulders, had a 13-to-1 run, and she was scoring all the points, and then got fouled on a attempted three to tie the game, but missed the first free throw, and so they lost by one. So that was the most recent game for Temple. Since they lost to the Bulls, they have gone three and two. They defeated Cincinnati. They then went to Memphis and had a lead in the last two minutes, lost it. Went to UCF and actually led in the fourth quarter of that game, but the Knights ended the game on a 15-2 run. Then they went back home and played a shorthanded Wichita State team and rolled, as you would expect, 70-49 to before that one-point win against East Carolina. Now, what happened in that Wichita State game, and it looked like a pretty serious injury, Alexa Williamson, who is their second-leading scorer and has 31 block shots and, frankly, gave the Bulls a lot of trouble defensively, well, she might not play. She has not come back since. We don't know. That's going to be a key factor. Cairo Wood, who's a youngster, actually came in and played against East Carolina and had 16 points and 8 rebounds, but she is no Alexa Williamson as far as refined offense goes. Speaking of refined offense, Anaya Gordine, their freshman point guard, has been cemented in the starting lineup. She had a triple-double, which kind of got lost in that East Carolina game of 13 points, 11 rebounds, and 10 assists. In fact, she is second on the team in rebounding, so they have two top talented players, a potential third in Alexa Williamson. The real strange one is Jaysha Clinton, who was an all-conference freshman performer last year. She is averaging half of her point total, just seven points, and she just hasn't gotten it going offensively, but they definitely have a top player to be concerned with in Mia Davis. Of course, the Bulls have some pretty talented players themselves. You know that Temple will be keying in on Elena Chinecki, who scored 25 points in that game, 10 points in the overtime. Dulce Fankamengiadu had 16 points, Betty Menunga and Elisa Pinzon both had double figures, but as you may or may not recall, on Sunday in the loss to Tulane, Pinzon did not play in the fourth quarter. The Bulls did not sub anybody. Now I can tell you I was at practice on Tuesday. Pinzon looks just fine. I'm sure she'll start at point guard. Sydney Harvey, who is on this four-game streak of not being able to make a three-pointer, but has been playing some great defense while her scoring has dipped. She was draining them in the building that the Bulls will be playing tonight. So I have a sneaky suspicion that Harvey's going to hit a three and that the Bulls 
especially if Williamson is out, should be able to control the interior. We'll have the call again starting at 645 on Bulls Unlimited 2. The men, meanwhile, looking to make it two in a row going up against Cincinnati. Here's what Brian Gregory had to say with Jim Lighthall from after the win on Monday night about the Bulls' upcoming opponent, which is tonight's opponent. All right, so you got Cincinnati, a team that you went up there last year and beat. They come to your place on Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. Again, it will be a very quick turnaround. Yeah, they're big. They're, they're, they're really big at the 3, 4, and 5. Play a lot of guys. Got a dynamic scorer, shooter in Davenport. Uh, DeJulius uh, is playing exceptionally well for him. Adams at the point has got the highest assist-to-turnover ratio in the league. They're, they're four impact guys all played for him last year. You know what I mean? So they got some experience, obviously, DeJulius as a fifth or sixth-year senior now. So we got to defend really well. We got to rebound the ball because they rebound. We got to challenge some guys to, 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 you know, get some stops. We challenged Chap and... and Javon today, in, in terms of guarding one of the best players in the league, and Damian Dunn, I thought we did a great job on him. You know, we're going to have to challenge some guys. And then offensively, we got to keep getting better. we got to keep the ball moving. we got to get more movement off the ball. And uh, we got to mix in uh, some post action as well. Mentioned to Julius actually is a fifth-year player, scoring 14 points a game to lead the way. Davenport is next with 13 points, can hit the three. 55 makes out of 151 attempts. Micah Adams-Woods leads with 72 assists. Right behind him is Mike Saunders. And as he said, a lot of experience on the team, and they're certainly going to want to bounce back from a tough loss to Houston where I was watching that game, or at least the beginning. I just wanted to see what a 21-3 run in Cincinnati looked like, and it was basically Houston just going all out, kind of like they do. So Cincinnati's hurting from a pride standpoint. Well, the Bulls have to be wary of that. And Cincinnati overall, 15-7 and seven in the conference, 5-4. and four. They posted some nice early season wins. They beat Illinois by 20 points. They topped Georgia as well, lost to Arkansas by just six. They had won three in a row in conference until getting surprised at Temple. Actually, if not for a last-second putback by DeJulius at ECU, they'd be on a three-game losing streak, but still a very strong opponent for the Bulls. 6.30 pregame, Bulls Unlimited. And again, the women on Bulls Unlimited 2 broadcast starts at 6.45. And don't worry if you can't listen both at the same time. Maybe you go to the game at the Yingling Center. We'll be replaying those a lot tomorrow for you. Actually, we'll mix them up on both of our channels, and we'll also have Softball tomorrow night at 5.30. No Bulls beat show tomorrow morning just because getting back so late with the basketball team. But, again, you can hear the replays on both of our channels. We'll make sure to mix them up so that there's some variety. That's why we have two channels. You can follow us on Twitter for the schedule on both. That's at Bulls Unlimited. That's going to do it for Bulls Beat on a Wednesday. Thanks for listening. I'm Derek Sharp.